Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. I want to read out this email for you, if I possibly can. And it says, I went to my Christmas party last year and we all had such a great time. We all had a few drinks, but when we went, well prepared and booked a coach to bring us to the event, it was a great night for all. We did all the right things. We didn't get home too late, around one o'clock. I got up the next morning to drop the kids to school and I was stopped at a guard at checkpoint. I've never in my life seen a checkpoint. Never mind being stopped at one. The guards brutalized me and told me I was over the limit. I was mortified and I didn't understand how I could have been over the limit because I felt completely fine and safe to drive. I was charged and brought to court only recently. Over it. It was only settled last week and I had to pay 500 euro fine and I've lost my license because of it. I'm so angry and upset. I did all the right things. And there are people out there who get behind the wheel with a lot more drinks than I've had. I feel completely hard done by. And I want to hear what your listeners think. I think the laws around drink driving really need to be updated. That comes in from Emma. Now, I don't know. Is it unfair? Because Emma seems to be claiming it is unfair. She seems to be claiming that, essentially, um, you know, the drink driving laws, which check you the next day, if you're over the limit, are actually unfair. Now, remember, of course, if you go out and you do all the right things the night before and leave your car at home or get a designated, designated driver, whatever it happens to be, and you have, you know, 10 drinks, 10 pints or 10 bottles or 10 glasses of wine, it takes 10 hours for that to get out of your system. So on a good Christmas night out, you might not get home till 2 o'clock in the morning. If you head off to Coppers after the party in the restaurant or whatever it happens to be, it could be 2 or 3 o'clock and you've still been drinking. Then you're back up at 7 to bring the kids to school for 8 o'clock. The alcohol is still in your system. Most likely, if you've had 10 drinks and you didn't stop drinking until 3 o'clock in the morning, there's a strong possibility you'll be over the limit the next morning at 8 o'clock in the morning. A very strong possibility, actually. And you'll lose your licence. Now, you might feel fine. You might feel okay because you've had a bit of a sleep and you've had a cup of coffee and a breakfast. But that's not going to make an ounce of difference to the breathalyzer. It detects the alcohol in your bloodstream, not in your mouth. So how it doesn't... Is, the smell of drink might be gone at that stage from you. But you might not smell like a brewery anymore. But in saying that, you're still over the legal limit as required by law. Remember, the legal limit by law is very low. It only allows for a half glass of wine, roughly. Or to, uh, to two-thirds of a pint of beer. So it essentially says you can't drink and drive at all. So is it unfair that you lose your license the next day, even though you've done all the right things the night before? Let me know what you think, because that's what she thinks. It's unfair, and it needs to be updated. She thinks it's wrong. She thinks it's wrong for the guards to be out the next morning catching people. And remember, of course, this is December. And in December, if we've enough guards, Operation Lifesaver happens every year where the guards clamp down on drinking driving. And they have checkpoints all over the place, in the mornings and in the evenings. I say in the evenings after the pubs close. So is it wrong to be checking people in the morning? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Now, let me go to Sarah. Sarah, hi, how are you? Oh, oh Jesus. Now I have no, no sympathy at all for... No? Uh, no. I, 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 I kind of do have a little bit of sympathy. No, I would listen. There had to be alcohol in our system. And, like, the guards have every right to... But, like I, like, I was in a very, 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 very bad accident there and I'm still recovering. And I was half dead in the ambulance and they were trying to breathalyze me. The ambulance lad had to tell the lads to get the vanguard to get out. Mm. And then I went into the hospital to chase me into the hospital and to try to get blood. I couldn't find the van, couldn't get blood. 
Oh, <laughs> he was to, to try and get that. But and anyway, he eventually got what he needed to get. But um, like the next morning, like it had to be like I know the metabolism as well can play a part on it as well. But uh, I can't see if she stopped drinking around one o'clock in the morning and then bring the children to school. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'd say maybe she had a couple of glasses of wine when she went home and thought she was Wonder Woman the next Sasha, no problem, you bring the children. Like, why take even a risk? Why do that? Jeopardising other people on the road as well as our own children. Maybe she didn't, well, she didn't realise she was jeopardising. Don't get me wrong, I, mean, I agree with the law is the law. You can't be playing roulette. That's like Russian roulette. You know what I mean? Like, it's a substance. It's a mood altering, you know? Oh, I know, I know, yeah, I know. Like, it's not it's not appropriate. And, like, I wouldn't have sympathy, but, like, in regards to this thing, like, she could have appealed it and saying, why did you not fertilize her again? And maybe something could have turned that way. But um, I don't know which way her case went or what happened, but... I don't believe that, like, she stopped drinking at that time. And then clearly, because there has to be, like, an accurate amount coming up through the ventilator or the machine that they use. The, the ventilator, you yeah, know? I, I know. So, the breathalyzer, you mean? Yeah, whatever you call it. You've got to get those words I, right, Sarah, yeah. The, the breathalyzer. No, it is... No, I, I, I'm in the middle of listening to you and looking for the car. There you go. That's where my head is now. Car. You're looking to buy a new... Oh, oh, because your car was destroyed, of course. You're looking to buy a new one, yeah? Yeah, same car as the tin of beans at this stage. Yeah, it probably is. It's yeah. probably been recycled, all right? You'll find it on your local yeah. supermarket shelf very soon. But anyway... <laughs> sorry, Sarah. Give me, yeah, but so you're saying the law is the law and that's it. You're not stupid. Not, you're not naive. You should know. Is that what you're saying? Exactly, yeah, and like, you know, like, if she's going on about this thing, like, no, like, it shouldn't have happened or whatever the case may be, what would it get? Like, the guards have a duty to protect the public, right? That's and that's job, exactly yeah. what they were yeah. doing. Yeah, and like, like, they should be doing it every day, not only, like, it's like that thing, you don't get a dog for Christmas. That's what seems to be in this country when it comes to guard checkpoints. And it wasn't so long ago yourself even said it, if anybody sees any police vans, or not the police vans, you know, the camera vans. Yeah. Take a photograph, because remember they were saying they were going to actually put more on the road. Yeah, yeah. Which, obviously, I haven't seen. And that always played in the back of my mind. Well, they were, yeah, they were thing. supposed to get lots more of them, yeah. They, they were, yeah. yeah. But maybe that won't be the next year, I imagine. I don't, I don't know. But, I, yeah, I, but, but I, I don't... Well, those speed cameras, I think they're just a revenue earner for the state. I don't believe they're going to do a huge amount for road safety, to be honest with you, but however. But but getting drink driving, stopping people drink driving certainly does do a lot for road safety. But stay there for a second. Let me go to Joe. Joe, hi, how are you? Well, Niall, how are you? Good, Joe. Is it fair to stop somebody the next morning? Because Emma says it's not. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Now, Niall, I'm very straight on this. I drank I drove with drinking me for 20 years, okay? Yeah, yeah, as many people did. As many people did. When I started drink driving, I was often stopped by our local sergeant who would drive me home and get a car to come and collect him and nothing about it. Yeah. Went from that to being a fucker in the car. Yeah. 
at one stage I was banned for a total of 157 years from driving in Ireland. 157 years? 157. How, how, how do you even enforce that ban? So what happens when you die and you're, re, and you're reborn again? You're banned you instantly. It's basically the judge saying you are never going to drive in this country again. Right, okay. That's how bad things were, Joe. Yeah. That's how bad things were. I was caught three times one weekend. One weekend, three times. Once on a Friday night, twice on a Saturday. Right. We, by the way, Joe, if you don't mind me asking, were you an alcoholic? Okay. Uh, semi-alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, in Ireland, we don't call people alcoholics. We say you like a drink. No, well, look, yeah. Look, <laughs> I, like, I love to drink. I went from work to the pub to bed to work to the pub to bed. Yeah. That was my life. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday, pub, home, bit of a sleep, pub. That was it. Yeah, you sound like my father. So that's that's what, I, yeah, that, that's what my father would do, yeah. I never had a bad accident. I never had an accident on the road. I always drove very carefully and slowly. Okay? Yeah. But right now, I would not have one mouthful of drink and drive a car tonight or tomorrow. Not a mouthful of drink would I have. Now, can I ask you an honest question? Is that because you'd be afraid to be caught or because you think it's the right thing to do? It's the right thing to do. Well, I'm glad so to we, hear I've, that. I've, 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 I'm, I'm educate, I've educated myself over my life, over different things, okay? Nobody's helped me. I got my own way. I fixed myself. I'm in a good place. Um, we know now what the law is. If you drink, they say, 10 hours after your last drink before you drive. If you go on the piss tomorrow at 12 o'clock, mate, and you drink at 1 o'clock tomorrow morning, and you think you're okay to drive at 8 o'clock in the morning, you're not. Scientific proof has proven you are not okay to drive. Mm-hmm. It's not a little trick up the guard's sleeve. It's it's openly known. See, people it's think people think it's a bit unfair. You know, I've done everything right the night before, and and then I'm caught yeah, the next day. Yeah, but Niall, it's not really like if you're ever in no. work and stuff like that, and you get people coming into work and the smell of drink off them, mm. it's be woeful at that hour of the morning. Oh, I know. Especially yeah. if you don't oh. drink. Yeah, yeah, like oh, Jesus, what's before. going on there? You've done right the night before, so why not do right the next day? Give it the 10 hours minimum. Yeah. Well, they, they say you're meant to give it an hour for every unit of drink. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you yeah. might drink five units, I might drink 25 units. We're all different. Absolutely. But don't you say the female is different, like, when it comes to alcohol? Yeah, well, they say that men <laughs> certainly would uh, use those units of drink up quicker than women. But it depends on, the, on your metabolism, but the size of your body. Everybody's different. Mm. Yeah. Well, ten, ten, 10 units for you, and it could be gone off you with six Ten units? If I drank, t- I don't drink, Joe. I've Once or twice in my life, I've drank a few glasses of tea, Maria. If I drink 10 units of drink, you're going to be burying me somewhere. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay, okay. So it's going to be in your system for twenty four hours after ten minutes. Yeah. 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 Probably. I'd probably be the same right now. I'd yeah. probably be the same right now. But but like no, she could have killed somebody on the road and killing someone else. Yeah. Or our kids. She said she brought the kids to school. That's kind of the irresponsible part of it as well, isn't it? Could have killed her own yeah, kids. There's a load of people out there that have lost people through, you know, car yeah. accidents and yeah. sensitive subject to other people. Yeah, radio, we're on, you know. Say that, well, say that in two years for a second. Let me go to Eddie as well. Eddie, hi, how are you? Even oil, you well. I'm good, Eddie. There you go. You heard Joe. He was banned for 157 years. <laughs> I've never heard of that before, but that's a good one, isn't it? Uh, fair play to him. He sounds like he's sort of set out, so fair play to him. Yeah, yeah. Can't be easy, but yeah. more powerful. Yeah. So, I mean, is, is it wrong to be catching people the next morning, Eddie, as, as Emma says? No, it's not wrong. That's the rules of the road. Mm. You know, you know the rules. You and if you want to roll the dice, and a guard stops you the next morning, and your number comes up, that's not the guard's fault. He's doing his job. 
you the one that took the risk. Yeah, well, a lot of people. Now, however, what I what I will say, in her, and I wouldn't say in her defence, I would include most of the population and myself in this. I like I go over a point once a week, and I'll have on average seven points. I couldn't tell you how many units is in one point, and I couldn't tell you how long those seven points would take to leave my system the next day. So I include myself mm. in this when I say there's probably many a time where I woke up the next morning. Now, normally I'm hanging on my arse, so the last thing I'd want to do is drive. But I would say there has been times where I've got behind the wheel and I've rolled that dice myself and I'm probably over the limit, but I just don't know it because I haven't been caught. And I would say there's yeah. hundreds of thousands of people going to work on a Monday morning that are probably over the limit. They just they just got lucky and haven't been stopped. Well, if you have a hangover the next morning, you're probably over the limit. Yeah, well, look, I could have... Four points or I could have seven and I'd have a head on me the next day. There's no mm. difference. But I wouldn't know. What I'm saying is... I know, I mean, you don't know. What I, I couldn't tell you exactly what a unit is, a unit of alcohol, but yeah. a unit of alcohol... How, how I, many units is in a point? So well, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming I three... Well, I think three quarters of a pint roughly is a unit. Um, I think so. Now, maybe I could be wrong and somebody will correct me in this, but I think three quarters of a pint is a unit. A glass of wine is a unit. I think there's, so in, a, in a glass of vodka, there's probably more than a unit because it's, it's, it's high alcohol. Content. Yeah, and I'm so if that's if it was a quarter of a point, I'm taking about nine units, and I wouldn't be able to tell you. I don't know the calculation how long that would take the living system, mm. and I guarantee most of the public would be the same. You know. Well, mm. Yeah. Stay well. Stay there, both of you, because I'm going to get John in before the break as well. John, hi. How are you? Hey, how are you? How are you going? Uh, John, um, you don't think it's right to be stopping people the next morning? I look like. If if in, in particular to that to that lady story, right? Yeah, they do. They breathalyze you, and 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 then they bring you back to the station, and they blood test you. So if she's had to getting done, she's had to having well too much in that system. Like, um, so that's fair enough. But I think like it is a bit like shooting a fish in a barrel job. It's a it's a handy one, which she did not be doing on a Friday evening or something. Well, you know what I mean. Well, like, they, well, they do it on a Friday evening as well. Doing is doing it on a Saturday morning. The, the guards that they do it like. No one, I've heard of it before. No one, oh, there's a wedding on in such and such a place tonight. We'll, we'll set up a checkpoint tomorrow morning outside the place and nail everyone. It's 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 like them speed camera vans in a sense. No, I'm not saying drink driving is right. I'm saying like it is wrong. It's clearly wrong. But but but, you, but they wouldn't be able to nail you if you weren't doing it. Yeah, but like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like she must have been well over the limit. Like. Well, no, she said she was just over the limit. According to her. Well, and yeah, but they would have brought her back to the station and took a blood test on her. Probably, yeah. And then, well, they would have had to, yeah. So if she didn't, so if she was barely over the limit, she would have got away with it. So she clearly wasn't if she's given out about it. Yeah, well, she said she so got she a 500 quid fine and she lost her license, so she must have been... Yeah, yeah, so she was well over the limit. Like. So there's no point in arguing it. You know that kind of way? It'd be more of a case to argue with. She got away with that and it was all oh, the disaster of a day. But, but is she right? The, the point, the station and, yeah, the point she's making is that she did everything right the night before and she believes it's a bit unfair now. Is is it a bit unfair? It's a little bit because there should be a slight little tolerance to it. Like, as in, look, the... the, the tolerance the, to drink driving? The figure, no, the figure, the figure, no, the figure is the figure. Right, but if it's a day after... Go and do what the old Americans do there and do an outfield of weight, yes. So she obviously didn't do everything right really the night before if she yeah, got caught. Exactly. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, it could be a tiny bit over and they bring you back to the station and they do a blood test on you and that'll come back. Yeah or nay. There's no there's no line on that one. That's why I was texting in because you said it's in your blood, of course, it's not, it's in your breath. 
Well, with that for the breathalyzer, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so she must have been like wet. Like if she did everything right, like cup of coffee, breakfast, uh, brush her teeth properly, she wouldn't be. It wouldn't be that bad. Like it couldn't be that bad to be already get done. Well, no, it stays. It does make you wonder, though. Imagine like um, a Dublin bus driver out at six o'clock on a Monday morning. And he's had a couple of points on a Sunday. Yeah, I yeah, guarantee can't, you, can't, there's, there's, you can't I guarantee you, there's people out there driving. Is there is there a breathalyzer in those buses? I, hold on a second. Hang on, John. I didn't know this. So there's a okay. There's a breathalyzer on the bus. I don't know about Dublin buses, but I know in coaches there's a breathalyzer in them, and they can't start Ooh. until you blow into the breathalyzer. Well, that's a good idea, isn't well, it? My old man was now. It's probably changed now. But my old man was a bus driver for donkeys for CIE yeah. in Dublin bus. And if it's not and a Dublin bus, it should have them then. Yeah. I see there was many a bus driver many years ago drove a bus with a fair few on him. I'm all for that. They should have them in all kinds of public transport. Yeah, good. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with you. I agree, yeah. Yeah. And and the same, by the way, I know that over the years there's been pilots caught with the random drink tra- breath tests as well. That's just not a good thing uh, to know. Uh, but but the thing about it is, John, I understand the point you're making, right? There was a pilot that got done for drink driving when he was piloting the plane. Yeah, I, no, there was. There, there yeah, have been pilots. He was stopped me there. I got a guard standing up in the clouds. Pull over there and blow into this. Uh, but but sorry, just getting back to what John was saying. John, you know, you're still saying there's an element of fa- unfairness in it. I, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, that's just the law. I mean, maybe I'm biased yeah. because I don't drink and it doesn't bother me, so I couldn't care less, you know, where they are. Yeah, no, the, the point I'm making is that, if, like, the girl's giving out about it, that she's after, ah, it's unfair, but she clearly, like, I wouldn't be ringing up the radio giving out about it if I had to getting the blood done and it was well over. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? If I had it came back, though, saying the bloods were clear, like, uh, not clear, but you know what I mean, with the bloods uh, reading, you're, you're actually not uh, intoxicated enough, sorry about that, wasting your time for the whole day. Then I'd be complaining about it, but she's not. She complains she got done for it. She got caught drink driving, and that's it. Bread and butter, done. Yeah. She broke the rules. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not condoning me. it. I'm not condoning it. But at the same time, I do know, like that, like guards do, like there's, like it's like shooting a fish in a barrel for them. That's easy pickings, like. Oh, well, no, I know. Well, I know it's easy pickings because people they're, they're they're like, they're yeah. the guards don't realise they're they're over the limits. Yeah. The guards have a job to do to keep the roads safe. That's it. That's their job. Yeah. Yeah. If I go a ten mile an hour me. down a road that's a hundred and I get stopped, that's my fault. I've decided to break the law, and I will get the repercussions. I don't have a leg to stand up. Yeah, but there's a bit of discrepancy there. There's a bit of discrepancy there for you. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, ten percent, ten percent. And it's been stopped. So yeah, no, but I've been stopped by guards before and said, "Here, listen, cop onto yourself or what have you." Um, that's what I mean. Like, if 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 you are after being stopped the next morning, like I'm after, look, I'm after. You're only like point two over the limit or something. There should be then maybe right. Listen, instead of taking you the whole way back to the station and doing getting a doctor in, and give you a caution. A dog, get not a caution, but give it a field sobriety test. Do something. Now I won't be even sober. I would be able to say the alphabet backwards, but still, <laughs> do something. No, I I do agree with the idea of the field sobriety test, and they have those in many states in America where it's just illegal to drink drive. They don't have a particular limit, but they have a field sobriety test where they do the whole finger on the nose thing and walk the straight line. Some of them are hilarious online. Let me go to Dave. Dave, hi. How are you? And well, what's right? How are you doing, Dave? Dave, is it wrong to catch people the next morning? Um, no. I mean, should we drink driving? Kind of, it was the short answer, really. Well, no, you, well, you shouldn't a, be drink driving. Trick, kind of a trick question, like, isn't it? Do you know? Well, no, not uh, really. Some people think it's a little bit sneaky. 
to catch people the next morning. I know the law is the law. You know, it's like, you know, when you see a, a speed camera, say, on a road that everybody drives at 60 miles an hour on, or 60 kilometers, <clears> even though it's a 40k speed limit. But everybody drives at 60, even the Garda Shikana when they're driving on it. And they're thinking, yeah, you know, I, it's a revenue catch. Yeah, actually... Yeah, I actually got done myself like that uh, back in April as well. Yeah, so yeah, no, so they, so they is, think the next is. morning drink driving thing is a little bit of a ah, it's a bit unfair. I couldn't care less personally because I don't drink, but they, some people believe it's a bit unfair. Is it unfair? Yeah, we see. I think I think <clears throat> no offense to the lady who sent you an email, but I think she's telling porky pies. <clears throat> and the reason I know is is because I know a lot of lads who fail the bag first thing in the morning, and then the guards brought them to the station and said, "Would you like a cup of tea? Have a slice of toast." We'll give the doctor ranges. The doctor won't be here for another hour or two. And nine times out of ten, unless they were like proper pissed, um, they passed the blood test. Do you know? So like getting done by the bag, failing the bag, and then failing the blood test. And I mean, she's only losing her license and getting a five hundred euro fine. And if she was well over the limit, like so. In other words, what you're saying is she must have had a skinful the night before. She had a right skinful the night before, and she probably shouldn't be behind the wheel of a car. Like I, I just don't drink the next day after I've, or don't drive the next day after I've been drinking. You know, have, have I, you ever? Because I, I don't know. I'm not a drinker, so I wouldn't know what it's like. But have you ever woke up drunk the next day? Oh, loads of times. <laughs> Some of the best mornings I've ever had. I've woke up pissed out, <laughs> pissed as a fart. I, I know you're not a drinker, but waking up drunk off your ass sometimes. So long as you're not like you know looking after kids, fucking great crack. Yeah, um, it's when it's when it wears off is the problem. Yeah, you know, and look, look, I'm no, I'm no angel myself. I've probably got back, gotten into the car and gone to work the next morning plenty of times. Wait, and I've probably still been over the limit. And I, you know, and the thing about it is, you do feel fine. Your reactions are grand. Okay, you might look rather a bit groggy in the mornings anyway. Yeah, I'm a kind of a. I'm not fully awake until I have at least my third or fourth cup of coffee. Yeah, I'm, kind I'm of the that, same. I'm know, not, so. I'm not awake until I get me can of Red Bull. Yeah, jeez, would you stop? That's just poison. Jesus Christ. <laughs> would you drink a cup of coffee like a normal person? No, I, 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 um, in the mornings, I would have um, a can of Red Bull. I, what I do is my, my routine is normally get up, you know, I'll wait about a half an hour, I'll have a can of Red Bull, and then I'll like have a ham sambo about a half an hour after that. And that'd be, I'm done then, I'm happy then. I'm awake then. You have a can of Red Bull first thing in the morning? Yep. Uh. And I'd say your kidneys don't like you very much. I'd say, um, it just wakes you up, doesn't it? <laughs> wakes you up. That uh, caffeine rush. I, I, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, yeah I'll stick with my normal coffee. Which, hey, look, whatever you're into. But yeah. um, no, but look, there's, there's no one out there who drinks. Um, can't say that they've never gone up in the morning, still a bit seedy from the night before, and driven to work. You know what I mean? So maybe she's just the unfortunate thing is, you know, she lives in a built-up area. Whereas I see the back roads, do you know what I mean? So there's yeah. there's ways there's ways and means around it when you live there in rural Ireland. But for her to be brought to the station and given a blood test and to get a five hundred euro fine and lose her license, I'd say she was a little more over the limit now than she said she was. Yeah, you I know? think she's just got a realization of what drink driving is all about. Well, stay there for a second. Let me just go to James as well. James, hi, how are you? How are you now? How are you doing, James? Is it fair to do random tests at like nine o'clock or eight o'clock the next morning? Hey, to be honest, I have to disagree with everyone. But, uh, yeah, I think it's very unfair. Okay, why? Well, let me just start from this. Um, so, uh, I, I, can, I agree with what other people were talking about on the radio earlier on. Okay. Uh, that, it is, that, it, that, there is, that it is a job to catch, to, uh, to uh, catch people who are drunk yeah. driving in the night. Yeah. But when... But, but 
catching them the next morning is ridiculous. Mm. Like, you can't, like, it's, like, the main point is when you sleep, when, you, when you're drunk, you sleep through the night. And then the next morning, like, you know, it, that is gone. And then you're able to drive the next morning. But so it's not gone. But, it's, just, not, but it's not gone, James. That's the point, isn't it? The alcohol is still in your system. Yeah, but still, I just think I just think it's ridiculous to catch it to to uh, pull you over the next one, unless if you were drinking in the morning. But the mm. next day after after the night you, do you drink, drink is, do you drink is, yourself? That doesn't. Uh, no, actually, believe oh. it or not. Oh, okay, well then, then I suppose like me, you wouldn't kind of really understand how people might feel because Dave has just admitted that he's had a skin full, and the next morning he woke up drunk. Many a time. Yeah. I don't understand right. that, but, and you may not, but, you know, so this girl, Emma, claims that she had a few the night before. Um, we've come to this, <laughs> this, the assumption that she said quite a few the night before. Went to bed, got up six or seven hours later. Well, she went to bed at probably two or three in the morning. Got up back up at seven or eight to bring the kids to school, and she was still over the limit. And she thinks that's unfair that she was stopped and lost her license. But the point is, you're, yeah. you're still technically drunk. Just because you've had mm. a kip doesn't make you not drunk. Well, I just don't. I just don't understand how you could still be drunk the <coughs> next morning, even even though even though you had a drink last night. You can't get drunk the next morning if you had a drink. If you had, if some, you're not you getting had a drink last no, night, you're not you're not getting drunk again, James. You're still drunk. You the, being drunk hasn't got your. Do you understand what I'm saying? It hasn't gone away. To, why am I explaining this? It hasn't gone away. It's just one time drunk. It lasts a while, depending on how much you've drank. Right. Well, yeah. I just. Well, well. Other than that, I just still think it's completely unfair. It's unfair. Well, so there you go, Dave. You're not getting drunk the next morning. So unless you're going in for a drink the next morning, thinks it's wrong to do <laughs> you. It's like a double jeopardy, so to speak. Yeah. No. Look, the easy way to <clears throat> to remember it is your. Your liver um, breaks down one standard unit of alcohol per hour, so two pints. So if I drank, I wouldn't have drank six pints. That's twelve hours, you know. So say I start drinking at eight o'clock at night, eight o'clock the next morning is probably still gonna be in my uh, in my system. Now, if I went out and drank six pints, I would be absolutely perfect the next morning, but the alcohol is still in my system. The effects of the effects what? of the alcohol, like the drunk, the drunkenness, is gone. But the alcohol, but your body is still breaking down the alcohol. Your liver still has a the rest of the alcohol queued up to be broken down and because you, your you, you, you just just on a point of interest in that. After you stop drinking, the level of alcohol in your system continues to increase for three hours. Does it? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Mm. every day is a school day, huh? There you go. But um, so yeah, look, it, it, look, I'll agree that it is. It's sneaky from the point that like they're out the next morning. Um, and they're trying to catch people as opposed to policing it. And I, well, no. Well, are you, are you going to say why don't they go and catch the real criminals? Is that what you're going to say? What? No, <laughs> I wasn't going to say. No, I wasn't going to say that at all. But it's kind of like you know, towards the end of the month, you know, you might not see. Uh, uh, I know what you mean. Time, but then towards, you know, then towards the end of the month, they're here, there, and everywhere. Trying to get the quota. Is that what you're saying? They're trying, yeah, they're trying to get the quota. Like it is. Look, it is easy pickets, but at the same time, we're all adults here. We're all grown-ups. Like if you're going to go out and you're going to drink and you're going to take the risk, you kind of have to, you know, accept the um, yeah. you, the consequences of your actions. James, do you understand that a little bit better now? 
No, no, I don't think you do. No. Uh, no, I don't no. think I did. No, I terribly apologize. No, no, you don't have to apologize, James. It's okay. It's just you know because I don't drink either, so I don't have a fully a full understanding of it either because I don't you drink. Come drink with me some night now for the crack, and, and then yeah, you'll me have and James will go with you some night for the crack, and we'll yeah. have, we'll have well, a better understanding. You know, sorry, James. Team well, I, have, all around. I have I have witnessed other people being drunk before, and I know what it feels like to be drunk, but mm. I mm. just couldn't see people still getting drunk the next day. Well, they're not still getting drunk; they're just drunk still from the you're night just, before. You're you're still drunk from the night before. Trust me, I woke as many as a Monday morning, right? I asked and told him I was sick, and he was like, yeah, sure you are. You know, so. You're drunk. Yeah. yeah I, I've seen people come to work, you know, drunk from the night before. Drinkers. Heavy drinkers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Is that acceptable, James? Well, yeah. <coughs> but I can tell now that coming to work drunk will not, I can tell, will not be acceptable to the environment. But anyway, to the environment. Let's get to do with the environment. Sorry, not the environment. To the workplace. Oh, the work environment. No, that wouldn't be acceptable. The work environment. Yeah, but it's not. So it's not acceptable in the work environment. But it kind of is a bit sneaky when it's in a car. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, I, well, hang on. I'm just a bit confused now. Let me go to Tom. Tom, hi. How are you, Tom? Hi, Niall. Uh, now let's remove the word alcohol and replace it. Replace it with. Narcotic, yeah. The, the, the alcoholic, the alcohol narcotic is still active in your blood and in your mind, yes. in your brain. Yeah. Uh, the next morning, if you fail the the um, the the the, um, the Garda checkpoint uh, bag test, yeah. So that's that's the first thing. The next thing, are the Garda correct? Of course, the Garda are correct. And I said this to you the last time we spoke on this subject. Uh-huh. Ask any parent who have lost their child. Or, or a, par- a child is not his parent through drunk driving. Yes, I agree. Um, yeah. So, so there, therefore, now, whether it's... Uh, I would also be in a bit of a wag. I would also say, remember now, um, the, that's very in the near future, with the way laws are being passed and um, statements being made, if you're caught drink driving the next morning uh, or under the influence the next morning or at night now, you might be actually considered part of the far right. Oh, right, yeah. You're a right. Go on out that, you big right-wing driver, you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, um, uh, when it comes to alcohol in this country, it's amazing how people will stand up and defend their rights to be drunk or to mm. take it and criticise the people uh, who are, let's be honest about this, the Gardaí are on the road also stopping people uh, who have alcohol in their system. And that's a danger to the Gardaí. Uh, are the member of the force who's on the road doing their job and uh, and doing it in the interest of the, uh, uh, mm-hmm. of the citizens of the state. No, I completely um, agree with you, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and also, uh, we defend our right to, to have alcohol, and, and yet, we, in all the arguments that are coming up about the rights and wrongs of it, I honestly believe that it is our, alcoholic, it's our alcohol consumption that blinds us to the injustices and the, 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 the exploitation that the majority, the majority of our people are suffering here today um, uh, with the banks, with politicians, with, with, with debt loading on our, um, from the banks on, on our backs and uh, property being taken and all of this. Uh, and it so easily helps us to, to rose over uh, all of the, 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 what I would call and describe as um, constructive violence against citizens of this state. Mm-hmm. 
And mm. I believe that alcohol is actually the dulling force against such activities. Yeah, we like to drown our sorrows in this country, don't we? To get away from yes, things, yes. yeah. Yes. It's yeah, not, to it's avoid not, it. It's not just drowning our sorrows. It, it relieves us of the responsibility to stand up and t- take a brave action and a brave stand against what's going on in our country. Yeah, Dave has been relieving a lot of responsibility lately. Are you with the one who told me you're going out drinking and feeling drunk the next day? I didn't make yeah, that up. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, that's years ago. Okay. Like, I've, I've All right, Dave, I accept that. I accept that. Okay, you're a responsible yeah. father now. Yes, yes, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Say that when I was smiling. And, yeah. and you know, Niall, may I may I, say, may I come back to another point? The yes. Last time we spoke on the last time we spoke on this, we had a, you had a gentleman on who boasted that every evening he went he went in and he had three pints. I that do you remember that. Friday. Yes, I remember and then that. Then he went. Then he went out at the weekend and he had he had, he had his uh, he had his cargo of drink over the weekend and he got up on Monday morning and he drove into work and he's never had an accident. That's right. And you you said to him that's got to do more with with being lucky, uh, you know. Then then. Well, see, here, but here's the question. I wonder. Sorry, Dave. I'll throw this one to you. Dave, do you think the majority of people in this country don't drink and drive? Um, and the majority don't. Right. Let's be clear. The majority don't drink and drive because they're afraid of being caught or because they think it's the right thing to do. Uh, fear of being caught. Yeah, no I, brainer. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's, that's sad, isn't it? It? It, it? it is. It is. But sure, look, human beings by our very nature we're incredibly selfish creatures. Anyway, I mean, when do we often think of the common good? But like, I will say though, I have noticed myself in Jesus. I'm 36 now. In the last 10 years, the amount of people that I know who would have actually taken a chance. And drank a few pints and gotten into the car and driven home. Um, that doesn't happen anymore. And you, you even notice it in the pubs and a lot of rural pubs. There's very few people there because the amount of actually chance and drink and driving nowadays, they, mm. they just don't do it. They're yeah, but, but when, you, when you say that, I do believe that we learn very quickly. And I think we, ha- we have to be trained because we're human beings, right? Um, and I, I give you an example. When the seatbelt laws came in first, which I couldn't tell you what year it was, Tom might have a better memory than me when it came, when the seatbelt laws came in, where you had to wear a seatbelt, right? Nobody wore nobody wore a seatbelt in those days. People avoided it at all costs. And I was one of those people. I was a young man. I would have been in my 20s. I go, I'm not bleeding wearing a seatbelt. Fake them. And the only time you'd put the seatbelt on is you'd see a checkpoint and you'd lash it on you, right? And so, in other words, you were only putting it on because you felt it was obligatory by law. Whereas now, I put a seatbelt on naturally when I get into a car, and so does everybody, because I realise it's my own safety. And the same went for speeding. I was a head case. You know, I was 22 years of age. I was stopped at 145 miles an hour, miles an hour in a car because, because I was nuts, irresponsible. I was all of those things when I look back. But now... Young I d- though as well. Yeah, but I, I drive under the speed limit now. I, I don't drive over the speed limit anymore. I used to. I don't anymore. But I don't do it now. It's at the start when I stopped doing it, I was I stopped doing it because I didn't want to lose my license, right? Because I had too many penalty points. But now I, I, I don't do it because I just feel it's the right thing to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we do learn from these things, from yeah, laws. Yeah, no, no. I, yeah, and to be honest with you, the people I know who would have drank drove, they've all gotten older, they've all had families of their own and kids of their own, stuff like that. But I do think there's been a cultural shift even in how we view uh, drink driving or getting into a car. And like, I look, I know people that have two or three pints in their local and they'll drive like a half a kilometre or a kilometre down the road, down home, but they know themselves 
if they get caught, you know, they're they're screwed. But I just think that there's been just this whole cultural shift away from being able to drink and drive. Like I remember coming down the country with my parents years. I was only a baby at the time. I was a toddler. And again, like I used to lie on a shelf in the back of a van and like people <laughs> wouldn't think anything of the thing I was ever that small. Um, but like people wouldn't think anything of, um, or you going back to Dublin today? Yeah, sure. Come on up there. We'll have two or three pints and you'll go home, you know? Mm. And even when you met the guards, even those lads, I know they met the guards on the way home from the pub. Our perfect example, there's a pub up the road from us. I was up there when I was eight with my mom and my uncle. It open, only opens once, uh, once a week on a Thursday night. It's, it's class. So when you step in, it's like you're stepping like a hundred years back in time. The pub is actually the guy's house and, it's all traditional music and blah, 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 blah. It's, it's a f- fabulous place. But uh, we got we got raided at three o'clock in the morning by the guards. And there were people getting out and getting into their cars with their pints and Guinness in their hands. <laughs> driving away. And driving off. Do you know? And the guards themselves didn't give a shit. They were just like, you're gone home. You know, they, yeah. they knew most of the people there. They, you know, most of them were locals. So when lived up the road, you know, they weren't driving main roads. They were driving little boring roads and stuff like that. The worst they'll do is take the car in the ditch. They wouldn't kill anybody. But if that was to happen nowadays, you're going to try it. The guards would be fucking dragging you up and scuffing the neck. Uh, but by, by the way, Tom, do you take a drink yourself? Uh, very rarely. Okay. And uh, I'll tell you why, um, if, if I may. Uh, I was in the Irish Naval Service, and at uh, 17 and a half, 18, um, I got drunk with a, a gentleman called the Pickerdon. Okay. And I was drunk uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Sounds like a good weekend for you. <laughs> yes, and um, um, only for we had, I had a great captain who understood that young men do foolish things. My whole career would have been in mm. the, in, down the toilet. Right. And uh, he asked me to know would I give up drink. I told him I would. Uh, he accepted my word. And 30 years later, when he retired from the, uh, I was gone by then, I met him. And um, he saw what I was drinking, which was Ballygowan still. And he said to me, Tom Brennan, you've always been a man of your word. You've kept your word, yeah. And so, so yeah. when would you mind have a drink now, just for a celebration of champagne? No, or um, if if I had if if I had a if I had a, a close friend that called to my home, and um, um, and I enjoyed his company, I would I have a rule. I would take one and one only, and that would be a small glass of whiskey with an awful lot of lemonade in it. I I usually drink once a year. Um, and that might be Christmas uh, not every year at Christmas I do it some years I don't do it every year which is when the mood takes me and I'll buy a small bottle of Tia Maria look at me a little lightweight uh, I, I'm sure you're familiar with Tia Maria it's a rum yeah. so I buy a small bottle of Tia Maria and a bottle of Coke and I might have one or two glasses of it on Christmas Day and that'll be it and if I'm on holidays I might if depending but generally when I'm on holidays I'm driving anyway so I, I t- generally don't but if I'm not driving if I'm in Spain or somewhere and I haven't rented out a car I might have one glass of tea and Maria for the whole week that I'm there, or two weeks that I'm there. Yeah, That's... you know, I've seen, I've seen from drink from my time. Oh, the damages. Is, oh, look, my father yeah, wasn't. My father was an alcoholic, so I, I know yeah, it's. And I thought, yeah, I thought mine was. Uh, yeah. Well, to say he was an alcoholic might be over it. Well, we didn't recognise alcoholics but, in those yeah, days. Yeah. But uh, I've seen, I've seen men uh, from my time in the service after doing thirty years coming out with no home to go to. Yeah, I so I I remember as a kid being in the back of my father's car. And, you know, he'd been out, we'd been out at a wedding or whatever it was. My father would be proud of the fact that he could down 19 to 22 pints of Guinness. Yeah. He thought that was something, an achievement of some description. Uh, and, right, yeah. and he would drive the car home. Yeah. Well, I, I knew a man who was a great friend of my father's, both now dead, God rest both of them. 
and uh, he started. He had two. My dad told me he had two ambitions. One was to leave school, and the other was to start drinking. And he done both when he was eleven. Wow. Yeah. And he he worked for the local creamery at home. He drove a Volkswagen Beetle. He drove a truck for the creamery, and he had a certificate. From the AA for safe driving. <laughs> <laughs> and he was never sober. <laughs> say, well, stay there just a second, Tom. Let me go to Fiona as well. Fiona, hi, how are you? Good evening, Nate. I'm good. Good. Back to the original topic again. Is it unfair to catch people like Emma, who lost her license the next morning and did everything right the night before? Is that unfair? Unfortunately, it's not unfair. Mm. Unfortunately, it's not unfair. <laughs> okay. for well, for her. Well, it's yeah. unfortunately for her, yeah. So, yeah. have you ever done it? Have I ever done it? Um, as I said to one of the girls there a while ago, um, probably going back years ago, you know, and you get out of the bed and go, jeez, I think I'm still drunk. Mm. We probably were still drunk. Yeah. Let's be fair. Yeah. And now when I think back, and even, we'd say, if practically, how many hours sleep do you need before you've had your last drink? Well, they say an hour for every unit of alcohol, but you don't start the clock ticking till three hours after you stop drinking because, according to scientists, the alcohol is still building up in your system for three hours after you stop drinking. Because it takes so long for your body to... to go to, to bed with your two pints of water mm-hmm. and make sure you get your eight hours sleep because, realistically, even if you're sleep-deprived and you have to get out of bed and you're rushing to drop someone somewhere again in the morning, you're still asleep, aren't you? Then, yeah. outside of having a drink so to be honest with you I'm not a home drinker anyway and I've never believed in home drinking do you know but would you go out say for a Christmas party and have a few I would of course yeah and do you drive not to the party no. just, do you drive in general you see I drive for work so I'd make sure that no I wouldn't be driving the next day ok so you'd make sure you weren't driving you know? the next morning Okay. oh absolutely no absolutely but your would your you argument is everybody has taken the chance you know, like, I do, like, who I'm not judging anyone at all. No, at all. I, no I'm not judging, but I'm like, just curious. You know, it's just, I personally think, yeah, yeah, everyone has probably taken a chance. And like, we'd say if you're sitting at home and it's grand, you've just opened a bottle of wine and you're watching the movie, but what time do you stop watching the movie and what time do you stop drinking? Mm. You know, so the later you're drinking into the night, you're endangering yourself next morning being caught anyway, aren't you? Well, yeah. I mean, once you're over the limits, oh. that's the law. The Should it be law. a cut-off point? Yeah, I know. I've I've always been one that's more in favour of sobriety tests. Although I don't know, Tom, are you in favour of those sobriety tests they do in America? People have mentioned them on the air. Um, yeah. Well, see, in America, you know, when you get stopped, you know, when you're yeah. under the suspicion of driving a car under the influence of alcohol, they generally don't breathalyze you. They just tell you to get out of the no. car, and they do yeah, a sobriety test. Yeah, yeah, they do the touch your nose and, and do all of this. Walk things. a straight line and say the alphabet backwards. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I. I. I still think that uh, that the, the the breathalyzer and the blood test is definitely the best way to go. Yeah. Um, yeah because uh, um, uh, a person will, for example, um, um, one man or one woman might be able to drink five or six pints of, of beer or whatever they're drinking and show symptoms of, of, of intoxication. Another guy might have 15 and been so used yeah. to it, might so, show no signs of it, motor, uh, motor, um, yeah. Yeah, motor, uh, motor um, response uh, intoxication, but intellectually um, might be very much so intoxicated. Yeah, I get you. 
I mean, one of those sobriety tests, by the way, was counting backwards from 100s and 7s. Yeah, I remember you seeing, know, and yeah. and when you know when you know it that the policeman is going to stop you and ask you to count backwards from a hundred to to seven or whatever it is, you know, you can rehearse that very well. Right, Fiona, go on. We're going to do a quick sobriety test on you now and embarrass you. Oh, and oh, oh, oh. I I could do that. It's been sober. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I would find difficulty doing it at sixty years of age if I'm sober. So let, let's 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 just do four or five of them, okay? Sabrina, I was going to get to Sabrina, Fiona. Okay, count back what? from a hundreds and sevens. In sevens. Yeah, sevens. That's the awkward oh. one. Yeah, go, go on. Try it. Try it. Okay, so ninety three, eighty six. I'm wrong already, am I? No, you're, you're okay. You're good. You're good. Let's go on. Eighty six. Yeah. Um. Seventy-seven. No, no, no. Seventy-nine. You see, so. Oh, go on. Take over there, Tom. Seventy-nine. Go on, Tom. Let's see how good your brain is at this stage of your life. Seventy-nine. Yeah. Seventy-eight. No. Seventy-seven. Oh, yeah. Seventy-six. Yeah. Seventy-five. No, you said seven. No, hang on. You said you said in sevens. Yeah, you said seventy-nine, seventy-eight, or seventy-two. Yeah, you said come backwards. Yeah, backwards and seven. 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 Yeah. Okay, sorry. Let me, okay, hang on both of you. Let me go to Adam here for a second. Adam has been probably thinking about this in case I ask him. Sorry, Adam, go ahead. Yeah, look, the, the thing is, if you're going to go out on the last now, you have to write the next day off completely. Realistically, the average night out now is going to mean you're 20 hours after you go to bed at least before you can drive. Yeah. Like, that. that's the reality of it. Yeah. And regardless of whether you think you're still drunk or not, if you have an accident and kill somebody, you are going to prison for a very long time. If your found has been is, the, uh, over the influence, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That, that is the or fact of the, the matter, but the there's a very easy solution to all of this, and that is fitting every car with a breathalyzer that's linked to the immobilizer that will not start. Yes, there's a way around it. You get your mate to blow into it, and it starts your car. But then if you're caught drink driving, it's a life ban, and you do two or three years in prison. It's not difficult. Because then you're in, into fraud as well. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've gone to the effort of bypassing a system that's been put in for your safety, you des- and other people's safety, more importantly, you deserve to never drive again. Mm, I don't disagree. There was a, there was a suggestion mm. many years ago that they do that. Some cars do have them, by the way. There are some I cars. I know some trucks have them as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the employers fit. yeah, and that's a good idea because, of course, a truck can kill a lot of people. Um, yeah. b- but in saying that, I, I don't know why every manufacturer hasn't done it. Now, maybe there's a cost factor involved. Uh, you can buy a breathalyzer online, by the way, on Amazon, an uh, electronic one. They're fairly accurate. but they're, they're not 100% accurate, but they're fairly accurate. And they're only about 25 quid. And they're well worth having if you're a drinker and you want to go out and enjoy yourself over the Christmas period or whatever it is. And it's well worth having one. And they're a bit of fun as well, because people can use them after the pub and see who's got the most piss. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> see who can get, let's see who can get the highest number. <laughs> yeah, it's like a competition. Yeah, so they are, they are good fun, you're right, if that's what you want to do. But they're handy to have 
in your car, in your glove box, a little bit of discipline, take it out when you get into the car and blow into it. If you're over the limit, leave the car there. Yeah. I, I can't remember where I've seen this. It might have been in Spain. But I remember going into, like, loads of different multi-story car parks. And, at the, you know, at the pay stations? Yeah, yeah. They've got a breathalyzer next to it where you can put a euro or two euro in. Good idea. Into it. Yeah. They, they like, used to, when I, I mean, this is going back years ago when I worked in the nightclubs. They had some of them in the nightclubs. We had them, uh, I remember it was Club M I was working in in Dublin. We had one at the front door. Um, you put the euro into it. It's a bit of a money-making racket at the start because it was a novelty. But you put a euro into it and it told you whether you were over the limit or not. And then all of a sudden, I never saw them again. They all stopped using them. Maybe it's discouraged people from drinking or something. I don't know. But I, I, Do you know why I think they don't have them in places like that? Because it, it's if you blow kind into of that, defeats the purpose of having you in there drinking, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't even think it's that. I think it's, if you blow into that, it says, right, you're safe to drive. You get in your car and get stopped, and it isn't 100% accurate. You then get prosecuted. Oh, you can sue the nightclub. Yeah. 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 You can put whatever sign on it you want saying this is for a guide. The only way you could do it is this is for entertainment purposes, I suppose. But then are you encouraging people to drink as much as you can Mm. just to try and blow a high number? It's amazing what nightclubs are responsible for. There was a piece in the paper there back during the year where a guy in Northern Ireland sued a bar because he fell off the stool. He was pissed. And he fell off the stool and, I don't know, injured himself badly. But he sued the bar and won his case. Even though he drank too much and fell off the stool. Anyway. But there, that, there is that old thing, isn't there? You, and it's the most ironic law ever. Yeah. In the licensing laws. Yeah, you're not you supposed to drink somebody under somebody the influence of alcohol. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Same in nightclubs. They're not supposed to permit, to permit entry to anybody who's under the influence of alcohol. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't make any sense because everybody comes to the door under the influence of alcohol. It's bizarre laws, but but I suppose and, and a barman is not supposed to serve you if you're under the influence of alcohol, which doesn't make any sense because you've been to the bar five five times before that, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so that's not a bad idea. If built-in breathalyzers in cars, that would certainly assist the problem. But as you said, people will get the bait to blow into it, or if it's the next morning going to school, one of their kids to blow into it. And well, if they will do, but at the same yeah. time, if you make the penalties that severe, but if they get caught, I'm not saying. Do that and then take breathalysers away from the, away from police. Yeah, but if you then get caught, you've obviously manipulated it either by bypassing the system mechanically, yeah. getting somebody else, then a you get a lifetime yeah. driving yeah. ban, yeah, and two years in prison. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. Wonderful. By the way, do you feel any sympathy for people who do get caught the next morning? No. Do you drink? Not one ounce of sympathy. Do you, yeah. dr- do you drink but yourself? I, I, I drink. Yeah, like I, I, I would probably drink. Now, maybe once every three weeks, because okay. I know it means I can't drive for another day. Okay. And do you drive for a living? Not, no. Okay. Okay. I think it's more important. I, just, I, just I think feel it's more like important right if you drive for a living. Do. Yeah, I think it's more important if you drive for a living. You know? Yeah. I just don't yeah. believe, believe it's the right thing to do to drive the day after you've been, you've been drinking. Like, it's easy to think you're not still intoxicated. Until the unthinkable happens, and yeah. then you have to live with it, and the consequences are catastrophic. Well, let me hang on. Let me go to Kevin. Say there, Adam. Kevin, hi. How are you? Hey, Noel. How are you doing? I had to say I like Adam's idea, but mind you, that idea has been floating around for many years, and it still has never been done. Maybe it'll discourage oh, people it, from buying a car. I don't know. It was uh, legal in France, but they got binned it. Uh, you had to have a. You couldn't drive a car without having a uh, breath test in your car. Um, 
breathalyzer in a car, disposal one, and they made it was a law, and they binned it because I don't know why, but the, the common sense thing as well, if you have one in your car and you use it, then you don't have one and you get stopped, you stuff. Yeah. So they did it. So that was the law in France at one stage. And why? Why did they? Why did they bend the law? Because maybe because oh, of what yeah, Adam I, said, the manufacturer is then responsible for you if you crash your car and you're pissed. I don't know. I never. I just. I just know they got rid of it. I remember watching it on Top Gear, and you know, like Jeremy must be true. Must be true. So <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it was. And then I heard, heard years later that it'd been bid. Yeah. So you have to have a high viz. You have to have X, Y, and Z in France. And one of the one of them was to. Because they were doing a thing in France, and they got stopped, and they were, and you know, like they're yeah. packing the maggots. So yeah, they got stopped, and uh, they went through the list of things they have to have in your car. And a breathalyzer was one of them. Okay. Um, but the, their point was, well, what you do if you use it, then you don't have one. Uh, yeah. So like, it's, you're, you're, if you get stopped down the road, then uh, well, they use it, and you're clear, and you get stopped down the road, you don't have one. So <laughs> it's like yeah. I don't know. Anyway. But uh, look, my, my point in this is like, okay, I, I, I do have sympathy for that, girl. But before I go into that, I think drug driving's taken over drink driving. It's not that we've learned. The product has been changed. So they're off their heads on weed or coke. I, I've, I've listened to other radio stations over the years. How I've dare you? People, uh, no, no, sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm a free soul. <laughs> no, no, no commitments to no one. No, uh, no allegiances. No. Yeah, go on. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, um, so look, yeah, I've not. Look, I've heard people saying, "Look, I, I'm, I'm, I drive every day for a living, and I'm, I'm high. Yeah, I'm smoking. They're, they're like, we all become immune. Like, it's like the function alcoholic. Well, we have to function drunk, drunk, drunk drivers, and the monk, uh, men of all ages, women of all ages, and so it's just the product has been changed. It's cheaper. People, it's it's the social norm now, and there's an awful lot of people want it, it legalized because. Drugs stay in your system a lot longer. It stays in your hair follicles. If you get randomly tested at work, they're bunched for a week later. So it's not that... Oh, yeah, somebody, yeah, somebody tell me that... Certain, I don't, I don't know which drugs. I, I'm not familiar, but I don't know which drugs, but they stay in your hair for like up to three months or something, six weeks or something. Yeah, yeah. Know. Ridiculous length of time. Yeah. The, the, hmm. um, the, now, I don't do drugs myself. It's not my cup of tea. Um, but I have heard the lads or these people saying that, yeah, I'd be stuffed because it's... This well, I, I'm driving if you're if you're being smoking weed or taking cocaine is equally as bad as drinking alcohol. Yeah, but when if you not possibly drug, worse in some cases. A drug stop. You never see a drug stop. Well, they do. They Dogs do. Drugs, drink, drive, and stop. I know, no, but no, but they do, they do. Well, the guards can test you for drugs. They they, they can, d- but they don't. Well, I, I don't. I'm not familiar. Many people, no, no, I guarantee you, you find a handful if you're lucky of people listening to this show tonight that know anybody who's been actually drug tested. Because they don't do it. They're not a quiz for it. It was over at RMAM. Uh, it was all over the news. Okay, I, I, no, I get Amanda to check in a second. How many people... Uh, Amanda, have a quick look there and see how many people in Ireland were done last year for drug driving. Okay? I dr- I'm just curious to see... Yeah, was there pro- I'm, well, I'm just curious to see if there any prosecutions no, for yeah, drug no, driving. No. You know? Yeah, but in relation to that, that girl, look, if you get stuck... If you're, if you're in your car and the keys are in the ignition, you could be done for drink driving without the car even moving a millimetre. Yeah, of course. That's Colin Tent. That's Colin Tent. So, look, don't get me wrong. The law is the law, and it's not for bending. But I can commiserate. I can, I can understand why you... We all... Why? Why? Why, do you, why, why do you have sympathy? It's not, it's not that she went out intentionally to do the wrong thing. 
she took a chance. She had summer debate. And look, I get it. The law is a law. She's paid the price. It's a learning thing, hopefully. Mm. But I can understand. No one wakes up to go out and break the law intentionally. Yeah. She obviously knows her own body, knows her own limits. And we're all wired differently. Some can handle a lot more than others, etc. I'm not making excuses for it. You are. But it's, it's a... Sh- I, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, you I, are making excuses. I, no, I can, I'm having sympathy, right? If she, if she hadn't to be where she was... or Well, she, well as Dave rightly pointed out, okay. Out the shop. Okay, if she was sitting in her house and just happened to oh, go down to the shops and pick up a slice of bread, fair enough, bang to rights. We all have a pressured life. And I don't think she went in intentionally rat I doubt she was, hopefully, right, I'm assuming that well, but you know what I mean. So I do have some sympathy. Well, you know, well no, hold on a second. Now, Dave makes the point. Now, in her email, she says, we didn't get home too late around one, so obviously she didn't get to bed till two o'clock in the morning. I got up the mm. next morning to drop the kids to school and I was stopped at a guard checkpoint. Never seen a guard checkpoint in the morning. Uh, I never mind mm. being stopped at one. And she thinks the whole thing is unfair. She lost her license last week, right? But for to, right. Lo- for to lose her license, right, and to be over the limit the next morning, which I'm assuming was seven or eight o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning after get, yeah. going to bed at two, Dave makes a good Probably point. Earlier. She must have had a fair few the night before. She must have been rat arsed. No, not necessarily. Was no. that something? Uh, You're only talking seven hours. Well, yeah. Yeah, well... Three large glasses of wine would probably be seven or eight units. What? No, I don't know. So, okay, so fill me in here because I'm not au fait when it comes to alcohol because I don't drink it. So what is a unit? A pint of Coors Light is 2.4 units. It's not, is it? It is. So if you have 10 pints, you're 24 <laughs> units. Okay, so okay, so a pint is not, or I thought three quarters of a pint was a unit. So it's not. Okay, so, so one pint of, say... Harp or Guinness or whatever. How many units? That's four units. You're saying is it? It's nearly four and a half units. Oh, okay, so it takes it takes an hour for every unit to go yeah. away from when you from your last drink. From your last drink, and they do yeah. say you sh- you shouldn't start the clock according to scientists. Yeah, till three hours till after you stop drinking because the alcohol is still being produced by your body and your liver for three hours after you stop drinking. Yeah, and that. I, I just picked on a couple of points. Sorry, I'm really sorry. I missed the other fella's name. But ah, it's irrelevant anyway. <laughs> he listens to all the radio stations anyway. He does. Know. He listens to the radio stations. So it's not worth mentioning his name. Better. But th- th- there was a couple of points in there that I just wanted to touch on. The first one was um, she didn't intentionally set out to do it. And I get that. I appreciate that she didn't intentionally do it. But if she blew the same level driving away from the pub car park, as she did the next morning, would you have the same sympathy? Because mm. the, no, the the alcohol level is the same, regardless. Yeah, I know. I, I get my, my point is when you're properly hammered. Okay, sorry. But my point is my 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 strain of, of sympathy here is that had she walked out of a pub, got in her car in a car park, a car park, and drove home, I'd have no sympathy whatsoever. She obviously had a few hours sleep. Like, we've all done, we've all woken up with that lingering... I uh, haven't. Happy, happy area. Uh, you're, you're, you're unique to the Irish population. I don't drink. Yeah, I don't drink. I, actually, do, do me a favour. Actually, Adam and Kevin and Joe, I'm going to be with you in a second because I have to go to a quick break. I'm just going to let it over time. Uh, you can text to WhatsApp 087 188 0008. By the way, 
1,595 people went before the courts in the first six months of this year for drug driving. Sorry, Kevin, you're a little bit wrong on that one. People have actually been brought before the courts for drug driving. I'm sure not as much as drink driving, but for drug driving. And I would imagine most of that was probably weed. Kevin, are you surprised to hear, by the way, that 1,585 people were, were brought before the courts for drug driving? Uh, oh, well, um, do you know what? I'm, uh, am I? But I don't know what the comparisons to drink drivers are. Okay, I'll find that out for you now. Amanda, no, no, no. I have another job for you. So you're going to give Amanda work to do. How many prosecutions or people were brought before the courts last year for drink driving? Oh, so that, no, it's a fair question. I, so let's see the comparison. I'm curious. No, no, no. I'm surprised because I don't know. I've never heard of anybody. I, no, I've I, never I, heard of anybody I, either, by the way. And that's the thing. And no word of a lie. It was all over early AM and a whole lot because of all the... the I don't know how it's they do the the, t- the test is it's you know the way they have a breathalyzer for a drink, the test for drugs is your retina, isn't it? It's retinal. No, is I it? don't know. Adam, is it? Do you tell me here. It's a drug swipe. It swipes saliva from you. At the roadside, they swipe it from your tongue and your cheek. Is but it not? Is it not a retinal it, test as well? No. And then the way that they actually prosecute is by a blood test. But I think the figures that you've got are probably well, they are accurate, but they're misleading in the sense of the question that, that Kevin asked. Because he's making a point that they don't roadside drug test. I would hazard a guess a very high percentage of those drug tests and convictions came after somebody had arrived at the station for drink driving and has then been blood tested and found cocaine or whatever in their system. Okay, so they're off their face on alcohol and weed or whatever. I would hazard a guess they've maybe had a drug test and either come come in just under on the alcohol and then they've got them through. Fair point. You got it. That's that's oh, actually a really okay. good. Yeah, I never thought of it like that. That's actually a really good point. Or indeed, they've been involved in an accident. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, hang on. Let me go to Joe as well. No show like a Joe show. Joe, hi. How are you? Indeed. Good Not afternoon. Not too bad. Now. Good evening. Good to have you back on again. Thank we what? missed John Talk tonight. We did. Oh, did you? <laughs> Sorry about. Oh, God, we did. Yeah, uh, wasn't the same without you, though. You know. No, I had. I I didn't actually know until the last minute that I I had t- bought tickets for a gig uh, last year, and I forgot the gig was on. So I just rang oh, up the, right. I rang up the, which I normally wouldn't do. I rang up the boss kind of at the last minute and said, listen, can I get the night off? Yeah. Anyway, so I did. I went to a I, gig. I thought, I thought it was having a shock when I heard Jeremy Dickinson coming on. I said, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jeremy Dickinson. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he could yeah, be all the <laughs> Dickinson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think he'd be too happy to hear his name being called Dickinson, but whatever. Uh, yeah, Dickinson, yeah. <laughs> so, Joe, getting back to uh, drink driving, is it fair to, you know, to get done the next morning? Well, of course it is, Niall, because, like, if you're going to be uh, drinking the night before and you're going to be putting other people in danger, it's obvious you're going to pay the price, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I think your one, I think your one was having a, was either a little bit deluded or she thought she was being um, a special case. Yeah. Um, just because she had children. Now, no disrespect. I think that if she if she had any bit of respect for her children, I don't think she would have been doing what she was doing the night before. No. But she's obvious. The cops are going to come down hard in your big time. Yeah. When you start drinking like that, you know, they're like, it's, it's, it's zero tolerance for me anyway. So, no, I wouldn't have any sympathy for her, no. I think if she wants to do the clown, she's going to have to pay the price. Simple as that, like. Now, now. real people, real opinions. Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.